the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, IZ Robots, and we're back for another exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where we try to take those sad moods and turn them into glad moods. That's the ones that like, that's the one that like, I thought was going to be like 12 episodes, 13 episodes, and right now... We're clocking in at number 42. This is the show that will never end, but that's fine. It's a good thing. It's great. We're all having a good time. We're all happy. We're all doing what we can do to stay cool as a cucumber, to be true to ourselves, all that good stuff. I hope you guys are holding up great. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing fine. We had some uh, some scary weather. We had some fires around us, but it's all good. It's nowhere near where I am as of yet, so don't worry about me. It's all good. The skies are clear. The skies are blue. The weather's nice. It's like 77 degrees outside. It's awesome. It's cool. It's neat. It's fun. We're all good. Let's see. Where should we, uh, where should we start this week? I had another, um, I had another VHS adventure. This is a big shout out to my guy Preston over at the Wayback Attack. He, he gave me this idea. I've been looking for like, I've been looking for like home recorded tapes, any kind of, any kind of thing like that. I really dig the nostalgia of watching just these like, these like slices of a day slices of a night, like all the shows in a row with the commercials. It's all great. If you ever want nostalgia, the best way to get it is through a home recorded VHS as far as I'm concerned. But at any rate, I, I used to pick them up at the dig. I used to pick them up at the flea market, but those, those things are, are like in the past as of now, but there is, there is word that the dig might reopen again at, at, at the, at the new year. So there's hope for that, but I haven't I haven't really been able to get my hands on any of these tapes in a while, so I I followed the advice of my guy Preston from the Wayback Attack, and I put an ad on Facebook Marketplace saying, if you have any, I'll come to your house and get them. If you're looking to get rid of some tapes, I'll come and get them. I had, I had a couple bites. One of them was a guy who had a tape collection with, like, a bunch of movies. There was another one with a bunch of mold that we talked about a couple weeks ago. But the uh, but uh, one of these leads that I had from a couple weeks back paid off. She was nice enough. A really nice lady. She lives in Sonoma. Really, 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 really sweet. Nice lady. She had mentioned to one of her friends that I was looking for these tapes because she gave them away. And I guess she was like, she was telling what she did that week. And one of the things she did was I came over to her house and I got these tapes. And her friend's like, oh, I have a bunch of those in my garage that I'm looking to get rid of, tell him that if he wants them, I can give them to you and then you can give them to him. And I, I was like, I will definitely take them. I'll take them. I'll drive to Sonoma again and do it. Sonoma is the next town over to the east. It's maybe like 20, 25, 30 minutes away, but it's a scenic drive through the wineries. It's beautiful. It's great. And there's like all kinds of fun things to do in Sonoma. We can't do them now, but we can look at them. And imagine when we used to do these things. So we headed out there. And when I got, when I got to her house, the tapes that she had for me was like a giant box full of Michael Jordan basketball games taped off TV with the commercial. Each of the tapes had like one, some had two or three games even, I guess, depending on the length of the game. But these are all, these are all to me a magnifique slice of time. I think back and I, I try to remember like what TV shows I used to watch. And I hear people talk about, oh, I used to watch this, I used to watch that. And I don't have like, I don't have like a ton of memories of like primetime episodic TV like people seem to do. I remember watching the A-Team and stuff like that. But I think that, I think that those memories are all kind of blocked out because we spent most of our time watching sports. My dad is huge into sports. My little bro is huge into sports. And at the time, I was into it too. This was like, this was like the heyday of the NBA, on top of Michael Jordan, who's the all-time legend of all legends, you had, like, 
Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, all these guys were just like, they were like Mount Rushmore level legends. They were all playing at the same time. It was like every team seemingly back in the day had like a real distinct superstar. Like you had like Isaiah Thomas in Detroit and then over in uh, Seattle, you had whatever his name was who had all the kids. Everybody, every place had their own like super distinct star. It was just like, it was a great time to be a basketball fan. And I've been watching these tapes and I am just, I am so happy. They are so great. There have been a couple of the games with the commercials cut out, which is kind of whack, but I, I can dig it because by and large, these games are complete and they would run some of the best commercials ever during the NBA. You got like the Spike Lee commercials. You have all kinds of, all kinds of great stuff. It was just like, just like the best VHS score of my life as so far. So I got to I gotta give it up to my guy Preston, man. This has really, really worked out in ways that I, I wouldn't have conceived. I've had, I've had a couple other people contact me with like boxes of like I don't know movies they bought at Blockbuster, like The Nutty Professor, like The Opposite of Sex, like things like that. And I'm just like, I'll pass, bro. But I appreciate you getting back to me. I'm mostly looking for the ones that you might have recorded off TV. So I, I'm hoping to get some more hits, man. I'm hoping to get some more hits because nothing really, nothing brings back that nostalgia to me, like watching a night of TV recorded like 25 years ago. Another, another thing I like to watch for nostalgia is, um, This Week in Baseball. They have tons of, like, episodes of, like, This Week in Baseball on YouTube. This was the show that used to air, like, right after the cartoons and right before they would start playing baseball on the network back in the day on Saturdays. And I... I really dug this show because it was like half an hour and they would run down like all the neat things, all the fun shows, all the plays, all the plays of the week, all that cool stuff. And somebody, somebody out there has been like uploading episode after episode after episode of This Week in Baseball onto um, YouTube. The commercials, the commercials are all cut out. Have you ever noticed that when people upload things to YouTube, they always slice out the commercials? I don't know if that is because they sliced them out at the source or if they just think like people don't want them or whatever, maybe like save upload speed upload time, you try to cut out the, uh, you cut the fat off the meat, but what they don't know is the fat is the meat, if you dig what I'm saying. The meat is good, but the fat is the actual meat, but I've been, I've been watching these. These are great. This is, like, an awesome nostalgia. It turns out that, like, most of my nostalgic feelings are for sports, interestingly enough. I don't know why, I don't know why I didn't realize that up until now. I guess, like, you listen to all these shows in the retro genre of podcasting and you hear people talk about like the A-Team or Knight Rider. And I used to see these things too, but the the memories of those have faded. And the memories of seeing like Kurt Gibson hit that home running as the A's are still like stabbing into my heart. The memories of seeing like Jordan dunk on some fool in the game. The memories of seeing uh, Larry Bird turn around and punch Bill Lambeer right in the face. All these things are burned into my head more than watching um, Michael Knight's twin brother come come at him with car. I I don't know. That's just me, and it's something that I have to learn to expect. Except I'm not I'm not a jock, and I'm not even like a giant sports fan. But I I just like these things are in my heart. I I picked up a movie poster this week on the online, and it's just arrived at my house. And this has to a uh, this has to be blamed on my guys Vic Sage and Earl Green from the uh, Diary of an Arcade Employees podcast because they recently did an episode on Krull. And the movie Krull is like deeply ingrained inside of my heart. It's like way deep inside of there. Did you just hear, 
Dr. Jones sneeze. My dog, uh, Dr. Jones, is sitting on the couch over there, and she uh, let out a big hork and sneeze. But at any rate, I, I love that movie, Crawl. I don't think it's, like, the greatest movie of all time. I don't think it's the greatest video game of all time. But I also had it on the Atari, and it was one of the few, if not the only game, that I could regularly beat. And it gave me this, like, really fulfilling sense of accomplishment. And I would play it, like, all the time. And when Vic and Earl did an episode about the game... The arcade portion was handled by Vic. The at-home 2600 part was handled by Earl. And it just brought back so many memories. And I'm like, you know, I want to get a Kroll movie poster. So I hopped online and I looked. And there was an auction that was ending. Like, right around the time that I was on there. It was like a $5 opening bid. And I'm like, well, I'll jump in. I don't want to pay much. I put like a maximum bid of $20. That was like as high as I wanted to go. I thought I was, I didn't really think I had a big chance to get it, but I, I like to do that. This is a tactic I take a lot. I'll just like throw a cheap opening bid in there. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but as soon as you bid, you just like put it out of your mind, just put it out of your mind. And maybe you'll get an email that says, Hey, you bought a card at GI Joe for $8.99. Make sure to paint out. It's happened. It's happened. And this was one of the times that it happened. I got an email within a couple hours saying, you've won the crawl poster. Please send $7.99 to whoever. So I did, and I got it. It's here, and I love it. This is a great, great poster. I haven't I haven't got a frame yet. Usually I get the frames at Target. They have one that's like the right size for uh, movie posters, but I haven't been to Target in months. In months. I'm not even kidding. I haven't been to Target in months. We're going to try to go this weekend at some point. I might just like try to dip in there near closing and hope to like they're kind of, kind of empty, but we're going to, we're going to put this one in the hallway by the bedroom. We managed to like consolidate a bunch of family pictures into one area, opening up another space for a movie poster. That shows you where, that shows you where your guys' priorities are, dude. Forget my family. Let's get a crawl poster up on the wall. I, I like this poster. So big shout out to the Diary of an Arcade Employee podcast. Big shout out to Earl Green from the logbook.com for helping me to get this. At least helping me as far as motivating me to do so. Let's move forward. Pandemic Pantry. Play Ozzie Smith. Watch and enjoy. Nothing to it. Hi, I'm Ozzie Smith, the new host of This Week in Baseball. Join Ozzie each week for an insider's look at our national pastime, plus all the great plays and bloopers you love. Also new this season, special reports from the one, the only, Tommy Lasorda. So join me, Ozzie Smith, as we get started on the next 20 years of This Week in Baseball. The Pandemic Pantry. With your host, the Sausagitarian. Hey, kiddos, what's up? It's your girl, the Sausagitarian. I've got Icy Robots Radio on my speed dial. I had a sudden inspiration, decided to call here from the Pandemic Pantry Top Secret Test Kitchen in the wild of very remote Ohio. I've been playing around with miso paste. I actually made my own miso paste, but you don't have to do that. I did, and I'm super excited about it. So I'm just going to talk about using new ingredients, or old ingredients, in new ways. So the first thing I did with this miso paste was I put it in tuna noodle casserole. I have an assignment to be making it from scratch. Top secret companies are paying me to develop an amazing recipe. And I added a tablespoon of miso paste to the cream sauce for the tuna noodle casserole. And I'm telling you what, it, I can't stop eating it. It's, it's nuts. 
So that's a fun thing. You can do with miso paste. It makes things super duper savory. And you don't always bite into it. Be like, oh, miso paste. It just has that something that makes things really tasty. I also added it to chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah, I put a quarter cup of miso paste into the classic Whole House cookie cookie dough. That's all you do. You just make Whole House cookies, add a quarter cup of miso paste, and omit the salt, all right? Because miso paste is pretty salty. You don't eat these cookies and say, miso! You just eat them and eat them and eat them because it adds a complexity and almost this, like, caramelization flavor. Um, it's, it's mysterious and compelling and, and really cool. So I've got a ton of miso. I'm using it in all kinds of kooky ways here. Maybe you have some off-seed ingredient at home that will liven things up. Might make it terrible. You might have to throw the whole batch away. Hope you don't. But it's kind of fun to experiment, and I hope you're keeping yourself busy doing whatever you're doing. I hope you're safe. Um, think about all you guys doing with fires. Um, that's it. I'm out. I've got more work to do in the crazy pandemic. We've got more miso to be adding to stuff. Yeah. Oh, hey, 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 guys, I am back with some breaking news. Guess what? I have a plug. My book, The Fruit Forager's Companion, is on sale. It's 75% off until September 1st. If you get it from my publisher's website, they're Chelsea Green Publishing. Just Google that or go to ChelseaGreen.com. It is $7.49. You can't afford to not buy this cookbook. When was the last time you wrote a book? You could get my book and read it or not read it. You can just have it sitting around looking all foxy and making it seem like you are learned and curious about the world. You can look at the pictures. I mean, come on, $7.49. You can put that in your bathroom and rip up the pages and use them to clean up after your business, right? $7.49. It's nothing. Go to ChelseaGreen.com or The Fruit Forager's Companion by me, Sarah Burke. The book won an award. That's why it's 75% off until September 1st, 2020. Bye. Hey, want to hear a joke? Nobody speak. Nobody get choked. That was a, that was a weird sentiment to have after the pandemic pantry, but I... I have that book, The Fruit Forager uh, Companion. I have it, man. I bought it. I bought it at full price because I'm that kind of friend. But I have it. It's really fun. There's a lot of um, a lot of interesting tips, tidbits in there. Look for that Chelsea Green Publishing. You can get it for get it for a discounted price for the next uh the next few days. I'm I'm a giant fan of miso soup. We we took a trip to Hawaii. I think I've told this before. We took a we took a trip to Hawaii, a family trip, and the hotel that we stayed at had a, like, like a breakfast buffet kind of thing, and they didn't have, like, the typical, like, bacon and eggs and stuff. I think this was supposed to be some kind of, like, gimmick, traditional Hawaiian, uh, sort of thing, and one of the, one of the deals they had there was miso soup in the morning, and I, I got used to, for a couple weeks, drinking this, drinking this cup of the miso while eating some yogurt. It became, like, a regular thing, and then after a while, we came home, we... We started making the miso mix in the morning for a while, but we kind of kind of fell out of it. But it's it's good stuff, dude. Really good for all occasions. I I got Sarah's recipe for the tuna noodle casserole. I emailed her and she mailed it to me. And we haven't had the uh, haven't had the chance to make it 
yet, but I, I, I dig the idea of throwing some of the miso in there. That's that's an interesting twist on an old favorite. My my mom used to make the tuna noodle casserole for us. It was like a once a week entree for dinner, and I I always liked it. It was like casserole with like you know canned soup and and tuna in it, and then like potato chips on the side, and you know like the can of vegetables thrown in there, you know, like the peas and the carrots and all, all that kind of stuff. It was a, it was a delightful dish that I haven't had in, I don't even know how long, because, uh, the wife doesn't like it very much. She'll eat a tuna sandwich and stuff. She's not going to go for the, uh, heated tuna in a pot of soup. And I understand it. It's just something I grew up with. Let's see, uh, before we see, let's give a big shout out to Sarah, the Sausageitarian. You can find her on Instagram at Sausageitarian, Sausageitarian.com, all kinds of stuff. Look up Sarah Burr, B-I-R. That's how you spell it. Look that up. Let's uh, let's move forward and find out what is the latest in the uh, Battle for Oak Park. The Izzy Robots Stuck at Home Show presents the Battle for Oak Park. The uh, Battle for Oak Park continues on, albeit not really all that... Uh, all that much actual hard combat, but that's okay, man. Every everything kind of has to have a lull. I I did have one interesting encounter with my nemesis, Bob Newhart. That's a name you haven't heard in here for a couple weeks, but Bob Newhart is still in effect. He's out there right now, hanging and banging, knocking over poke gyms. Now, albeit not not as often as, as he has been. I have a theory. I think Homeboy may be a school teacher. I'm thinking like. He started to slow down right around the time that the teachers started showing up at the school and started doing teacher stuff. I, I noticed this because, you know, I walk the dog and I go through the school, the middle school. I, I started seeing him, like, milling around the school, the different teachers and stuff, and things are things are in effect. There's no, like, classroom learning or anything, but they're still, they're still doing stuff there. And I wonder if maybe Bob Newhart was one of these guys. I got to... I got to admit, in the times I've seen him, he does kind of sort of look like somebody who could be a school teacher. I, I've had a lot of teachers around Rincon Valley that looked like uh, this guy looks. But anyway, I was I was over heading toward the Pokestop, and I could see him off in the distance. He was, like, battling the Pokemon that I had left in the gym the night before. And then I, I loaded up my Pokemon Go app. I opened it up, and I could see that, like, the gym was under combat right there, and this, like, verified what I thought was going on. And I wait... And I saw he knocked off my guy. I waited and I saw Newhart knock him off. And then he put his guy in there and I immediately knocked his guy out. And he was still standing there while it was happening. I could see his face. He could see that like something was going on. So he starts looking around, seeing if he could see the person who's doing it. Because he has to be within like a pretty, pretty tight proximity of the gym to do battle. But he was on the street and I was still in the school. This was on the weekend. I was on the school side. So I kind of... I kind of ducked behind a wall a little bit. And then he knocked me back out. And I immediately knocked him back out. And I watched him, like, look around, like, where is this dude? And then it happened, like, a couple more times. And I, like, I'm behind this pillar. It's kind of in the shadows. I'm kind of spying on him. He doesn't see me. But then, at one point, I let him win. And I waited till he rode off on his bike. And I waited till he was far enough away. And then I knocked him off again. Then I went home. That was that was the one big run-in I had with Bob Newhart. I've also been fighting a team of, like, blue guys. There's been, like, a contingent of blue moving into my area. Let's take a look and see what's going on over at the uh, Poke Gyms right now as we uh, as we speak. I already, already have the apps loaded up. It's all good to go. So the one gym that I like, Oak Park, 
is yellow. It's yellow. I'm in there. The wife is in there. And then uh, Karine P, that's another another local yellow affiliate, is also uh, also in there right now as as we speak. I So we got Karine P there. And then the gym next to it over at the, the, the Bible church. That one's blue. That one is blue. There's a bunch of people in there. And then the one all the way in the corner of the Bible church is also blue. But if you go the other way, if you go east, it's yellow, yellow red. So it's kind of kind of back and forth around here. We're kind of in the middle, surrounded on all sides by a foes of different colors. Let's see if I got any interesting Pokemons lately. I got a, a Smurgle. That's like a dog with like a tree for a tail. It has like a green tail, like a paintbrush. That could also be like a pine tree. I don't know a lot about actual Pokemons. My exposure is limited. The kid would watch it when she was younger, and I, I do know like a lot of their names. But these ones that are like more off the wall, more obscure from later regions. I don't, I don't know them much. I got the Smurgle. I got a Gigalith. I got a Saviper. I got a Snorlax. I got a Crustle. I got a Shiny the other day. I got uh, a, a Herdier, a Herdier. It's like a dog. It's a, a Shiny is like a more rare version of a Pokemon. It'll be like a variant color or something. I got that, but the color's still like basically the same, but it's still, it's always fun to get a Shiny. That's, that's about it, though, dude. I was having so much fun with the Battle for Oak Park, and I would love to see it heat up again because it was really giving me something to do all day. But I I don't know. It is what it is right now. New Hearts out there. There's some blue teams to fight. We still have we still have many polka stories to tell. Oh, something just popped up on my screen. What is it? It is a it is a lily pup. That is the uh, pre version of the one I was telling you I got. That was a. Uh, was a shiny. I'm holding off evolving it to the next level, but I, I would like to do that soon. Um, I just caught this one. Well, that's my six day streak right now. Let's see. Um, let's check out some friends. Did I get a get a gift from Ferg? No, I didn't get a gift from Ferg. Oh, I got a gift from Lamar the Revenger. Let's open this up. We'll see what's inside there. It is from the uh, Butterfly Atrium, and inside of this gift is a sticker. An egg, the egg is good, and a super potion and a hundred stardust. That's all good stuff. I'm going to send him one back. Let me send him one. It's from the playground at the Bible Church. I'll attach a sticker to that too. You won't know which one it is until it gets there. And it is off on its way. That was fun. I like the aspect of sending presents back and forth in the game. Makes it makes it fun, makes it seem friendly, makes it seem a bit more wholesome. Let's, uh, let's jump forward. I watched some WKRP. Let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, oh yeah. Before we um before we do that, let's get a word in from uh Fanta, show sponsor Fanta, the maker of the greatest orange soda in the world. Fanta Orange, you need to you need to feel that fizz. Listening to the Stuck at Home Show, the highlight of your day. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. While insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain the nudity. 
If you've ever wondered Wondered whatever became of me WKRP in Cincinnati I am a big, giant, huge fan of the uh, 1970s, 1980s uh, sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. Let me let me tell you this before we get um, too deep into the uh, WKRP talk. I fell down. I was just in the garage, and I fell on the ground like a goof. I fell, like, right onto my knees like I was doing a double knee drop, like I was Bruno Sammartino dropping one on Ivan Putsky, dude. It was, it was whack. I had one of those Michael Jordan tapes. And I was putting it on a shelf. I have um, a shelf where I'm putting them after I watch it. So I don't watch the same one twice. I also put like a little blue dot on the cover. So I know that. I use a Sharpie. I'm smart like that. Organizational skills. But I was I was putting it up there and I turned around and there's like, there's like a weight bar like extending across. This is the one I've talked about in the past. My Frankenstein bar with all the chains and the bottles of uh, fluid. It's just like, I'm like, I'm like David Dunn. In uh, Unbreakable, like lifting this thing. It's just a bunch of junk. There's like paint cans on it. But I'm I'm standing right next to it and I go, I'm I'm in the Titan Games and I'm gonna jump over it, right? I'm gonna like leap over this bar. And it's like it's all weird and it's all like oddly shaped. So it's a bit of a challenge, but I'm just like, I'm in the Titan Games, dude. I'm the rock. So I I go to leap over it and I hook my foot and I just fell right down. And I here's the best part. In my head, I'm starting to go down. Right. I'm like, you're going down. And I'm I'm aware enough to go, Okay, this is your chance to manage the fall. Like this is your chance to break the fall. Because when I when I used to do the martial arts junk back in the day, you you get thrown a lot and you kind of get used to like being thrown and you sort of you figure out different ways to direction your body. Similar like if you're a skateboarder or whatever, anything where you fall down a lot. So I'm like. I'm going down, I'm like, okay, dude, tuck and roll and just, like, pop right out of it, which is something I may have been able to do at an earlier point, but not at this point. So I just, like, I just, like, fell down on the ground, on my knees and elbows, just like, oogle, like, so hard, like, such a goof. I'm fine. I'm not hurt at all. Like, I might get a little bruised, but it was, it was more funny. In your head, you have an image of yourself, like, I'm going to hit the ground like I'm like Brian Boitano, dude. Was he a gymnast or is he a skater? But I'm going to, I'm going to hit the ground. I'm going to roll away like I'm a stunt man, like I'm Zoe Bell or something. But like, anyway, I just collided with the uh, ground with a massive impact. I'm such a dork. This is Dr. Johnny Fever with a prescription for those Monday Night Blues, WKRP in Cincinnati. Tomorrow and every Monday at 8, 7 Central and Mountain. Take only as directed. Anyway, back to WKRP. WKRP is basically a sitcom about this station, this radio station in Cincinnati that's run by a bunch of wacky DJs and stuff. And they're trying to like, they're trying to turn their luck around is basically it. We just left off on episode number six which was called Bailey's Show. The next one, the next one is what is probably the most famous episode in the entirety of the run of WKRP. This is the one that is known as Turkeys Away. At this point, the show was doing all right in the ratings. It was doing all right, but they were deciding to give it one more, like one more shove. And they put it on right after MASH. Not after MASH, the show after MASH. They put it on in the time slot directly behind MASH. And they're just like, this is it, dude. This is your chance to go big. You can make it. And they responded by putting on the single greatest episode of the show ever. The big guy and Andy decide they need some kind of big Thanksgiving promotion. They need something that's going to put them over big. And the big guy, he's like, Andy, I got an idea. I got an idea. I'm going to work on it with Les. I'm going to work on it with Herb, who are the two goofs 
at the station. I'm going to work with these guys. We've got a great idea. It's going to be awesome. Don't you worry about it all. They don't know what it is. They have no idea. They have no idea. They send out Les. Les is the five-time Buckeye NewsHawk award-winning news person for the station. They send him out to do a remote broadcast from a shopping center. Something is going to go down at the shopping center, but no one knows what. What's interesting is that Les is doing this like guerrilla style. When he's there, a bunch of people tell him to move along. The police tell him to move along. Security tells him to move along. But he like, he just keeps at it. And then all of a sudden, overhead, there's a helicopter going over the shopping center. And as it passes, something flies out. Something flies out of the side hatch. Another thing flies out. Another thing flies out. And these come hurtling toward the ground. Something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, <laughs> perhaps a skydiver. Plumbing to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. Yeah, these skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of us. crazy little parked car. They hit the ground like meteors. It's horrible. It's like kazam, kazam, kazam. Then suddenly they realize these are turkeys. Somebody in the helicopter is throwing turkeys out of the carriage and they are smashing to the earth. It's horrible. It's horrible. Then we, uh, we smash cut to the station. Then we're at the station. Andy... Dr. Johnny Fever, Jennifer, they're all standing around going, what is going on? Because they're listening to the broadcast. And then the big guy, Herb and Les, all come in, all looking tattered, all covered in feathers. And the big guy utters the line that is the most known line in the history of the show. With God as my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. And there we go. TV history was made. Greatest thing ever. Sadly. The ratings for this episode were not that good. October 30th, 1978 wasn't that great of a week for the ratings of WKRP. And then next week, they followed it up with like an all-time weird episode to me. It's one in which Andy Travis, the main character, he's like the main character, like heartthrob of the show. He has like, he has like this whole entire romantic episode called Love Returns. Where this, uh, this actress named Barry Youngfellow comes in and she and Andy used to date back in the day in Albuquerque. She's a musician. She's a big star. Think like, think like a Stevie Nicks. Like she's big and her and Andy used to go out and then they, they fall in love all over again and she wants Andy to go on tour with her. But Andy decides, life is for me right now here in Cincinnati with the big guy, Mr. Carlson, with Les, with Johnny, with Jennifer, with Bailey, with Herb, with the big guy's mom, with all these people, not with you anymore. So he leaves her a note and off he goes. During the episode, there's all these weird like montages of them like walking in the park. And you see Andy's wearing like, he's wearing like a cowboy hat and like a cowboy jacket and cowboy boots. And he looks so out of place, like in New York. He got this whole, this whole urban cowboy thing going on. And the way like, the way his hair feathers it looks like, it looks like a Playmobil figure. You know, like when a Playmobil person, they have like that round portion on the top of their hair that the, the hat connects to. That's what it looks like when he's wearing a hat. Go uh, look for that. Andy Travis hat on Google. I'm sure there's no such thing. Let's, let's actually see. I got the Google up right here. Let's see what's the first thing that comes up when you type in Andy Travis hat. Let's look at the images. We'll find out the most popular image. Andy Travis hat. It is a hat on... Oh, here we go. These are like the ones that are for sale. Let's get down. 
It's a picture of a young Andy Travis in a cowboy hat. It looks pretty good, actually. It looks like one of those young, like, Northern California, Texas, like, cowboy uh, hippie types, which is, which is what I think they're going for. He was like that guy in the past. Now he's, like, going legit and working in the radio. Sadly, this one did even worse in the ratings. And the show was put on a two-month hiatus. What a bummer, right? What a bummer. This was such a great show that I hold in reverence. But it just had... It had a hard time grabbing an audience. It had, like, it just couldn't get into people like it did eventually when it went to syndication. You know, I don't, I don't even know if you guys like WKRP. I'm assuming you do, but I'm also thinking, like, maybe you don't. I, I kind of figured that, like, everybody did. But then I was, like, talking to my guy Gino, and he's like, I've never even really seen it. And it's kind of cool to have you hip it to me in this way. But if you if you like it already, that's awesome. If you don't like it, if you've never seen it, consider checking it out. It's well, well worth looking into. It's a lot of, like, really neat 70s nostalgia. Lots of neat music. A lot of cool characters. It's it's fun. I think that, uh, I think we're about to get up out of here for the week. I do definitely appreciate you guys sitting through all of this. I, I don't know if you can hear the air conditioner going right now, but I had to move it into the office because it's, uh, it's hot. Not only is it hot, but it's also muggy right now, so you're gonna have to accept the sound of real life, but, um, I, I just had this issue, and I'm, I'm a little frazzled, but I'm, I'm feeling good. I I woke up this morning, and somebody had cleaned out my entire PayPal account, like all of it. And not only that, they hit up my bank account through, like, the connected card. You know how you kind of have to, like, connect a bank card to PayPal just in case you want to transfer or whatever. They got through my debit card into my bank account, and they wiped your dude out for, like, $2,000. And I'm just like, that's a lot of money, dude. I don't want to lose that. I... I need it back, and I hit up PayPal, and they got back to me quickly, and I already have the money back. So I hope that, I hope that, uh, so that's great. I've been using PayPal for years. I've never really had an issue. I know that some people do from time to time, but as far as I've ever been concerned, when when something weird goes awry, they do a really great job of getting the money back to me quickly, and they did again this time. So big shout out to PayPal, big shout out to those guys, big shout out to Gino Vega, big shout out to my guy Carlos Perone, the creator of Geekfest Rants, one of my favorite pods in the history of poddom, it's awesome, he's still putting out great shows, he's getting like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes in and he's still going strong, still out there fighting the good fight, still out there doing all that good work, big shout out to him, big shout out to everybody dude, I hope you're all well. I hope everything's great. I hope that you're safe. I hope that you're sound. Please wear a mask. Please make sure to get your ballots in early. That is important. As soon as you get them, get them right back out. Consider looking for a ballot box. We have them all around the county. I know there's one at the Veterans Building here in Santa Rosa that you can go use. I'm sure wherever you are, they have them there too, and you can use them at your leisure. Just make sure to get it in early. We don't want any of this shady business that's going on right now to affect the outcome. So... Let's all do that. Big shout out to the real boys in blue at the USPS. We got to send them all the support we can. Those guys are out there. They're out there working hard. The other day, I left an ice cold bottle of water for my mailman. I kept it in the freezer. When I saw that he was around on the block, I saw him across the street. I pulled it out, left it on my packages I had mailing out that day, and I left a little note that said, for the real boys in blue, the USPS. And he took it. And I'd like to think he drank it, and I'd like to think he's happy. He's a good guy. His name is Chris. He always takes my packages, and he leaves a... Leaves little treats for my dog. He knows we have two dogs. He leaves him two snossages 
every day and they love him. They think he's great. So please consider hopping over to us, supportthereport.com. We could use any and all Patreon support right now. Got to keep the lights on. There's tons of bonus shows there. It's great. Ask my guy, Rick. He's been digging into him heavily since becoming a show patron. He's having a great time. He found out the meaning behind Go Away Banana. He knows. Now he knows. And you can know too if you just invest a little bit. Invest a little bit in your future because it's going to make your uh, days great. Anywho, until we meet again, should be soon enough. This is me, Icy Robot, signing off. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. This is me, Iceberg13, and IC Robots is too proud to admit it, but he needs you to go over to supportthereport.com and sign up as a patron member. It doesn't cost much, and our boy is looking around in garbage cans for things to bring home. Supportthereport.com Tons of patron-only shows for a small monthly donation. Don't let I see robots become master. The Grouch. That address was supportthereport.com.